Welcome to the first in a series of special Tougher Minds podcasts about well-being and productivity. The COVID-19 virus is affecting many of us in our lives and in our work. I spoke to Tougher Minds founder Dr. John Finn to get his views. Well, John, our communities, society and our world is experiencing pretty unprecedented times and circumstances, and it can feel chaotic and very worrying to many of us. What do you want to achieve with this Tougher Minds podcast? Well, we want to be good citizens and help people to manage this challenging time. We know that our brains are designed for survival. They're designed to do what comes easiest. And most of what we're doing is a habit. So lots of us, are, because of what's going on, are probably doing things right now that are not all that helpful for us being at our best. And it can become a, a negative spiral. So we want to help people to step back and to reflect and hopefully give them the better chance of of getting through this difficult period as well as they possibly can, you know, individually and, and collectively with families and, uh, you know, broader groups. As you say, it is a tremendously difficult period. In broad terms then, how should we respond to it as, as people, as communities and as family units? Well, no fluffy answers here, Andrew. We have to go back to the science. So we have to go back to the science of saying, what do we need to do to be healthy? What do we need to do to be happy? What do we need to do to be at our best more often and perform to our potential? So three broad areas we always talk about. First and foremost, we need to get our brain working properly. That means we need to look after our diet, our exercise and our sleep. And in the current climate, these things are going to be potentially more difficult to get right because our day-to-day routines have been disrupted. But if we're going to be healthy, happy and at our best, we need to get our sleep, our diet going really well so that our brains work properly. The next thing we need to pay attention to is what we call hedonism. That means that we need to have some fun. We need to have some short-term gratification. That's the good news. So we need to be doing a little bit of that to keep ourselves in good spirits. But the other thing that we're going to need to do is what we call eudaimonia. Eudaimonia is all about making personal progress achieving goals, getting results, feeling like we're moving forwards. Um, and that, that requires delaying short-term gratification. So resisting eating the unhealthy food that tastes good in the moment, resisting breaking off that task just to check the, the latest news when it, even though it means it's going to take you twice as long to do the job you're doing, resisting the temptation to beat yourself up. So if we're going to be healthy, happy and at our best, we need to make sure that we're eating properly, we're exercising properly, we're sleeping properly. And we're getting a really good balance between, yeah, having some fun and, and, and doing some things that give us short-term gratification, but also we've got to resist the temptation sometimes in order to persist so that we can actually achieve, get results and feel like we're moving forwards. And the ways that we're going to do that is by being more self-aware and... To help us to be more self-aware, we need to do what we call intelligent self-watching. And we've created a really nice free self-watching tool called the Ape Test, which is on our Tougher Minds website. So you can go on that and you can think about what you're currently doing in relation to the kind of things that you might need to be doing to help you to be healthier, happy and at your best. But from a daily structure perspective, 
I would really encourage people to start their day by self-watching and by doing things like writing down the goals that you want to achieve by the end of the day, uh, not just work-related goals or to-do list goals, as we would technically think about them, but also think about your well-being goals. Are you going to get a little bit of exercise in today? Are you going to eat that extra piece of fruit? When are you going to finish work? When are you going to draw a line under it? And at the end of the day, I'd also then encourage people to self-watch just to do uh, a simple exercise, uh, something like asking themselves to question, how well did I do my best to be at my best today? And giving giving yourself a score out of 10. So just doing these simple self-watching exercises every day, they're going to make it much easier for us to be healthy, happy and at our best. And actually, we've got a whole host of those kind of resources on our coaching.tougherminds.co.uk website, all free resources uh, that give more insight about how the brain works, but also simple and practical things that you can do. There's actually a daily planning tool on there called uh, My Daily Brain Management Plan. So we've created these things so you can access them. It doesn't cost you any money. And if you if you use them, it's going to make it easier for you to be at your best. Sorry, Andrew, I spoke quite for a long time there, but there's lots to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, John, we're seeing in the media that um, there are uh, many developments, as you say, you mentioned it yourself, there are news reports, et cetera. Um, and um, the media obviously does have a role to play in keeping us informed. And um, the internet means that people can look for the information they want when they want. So it's, uh, it's a pull factor, I suppose, for us. It's, it's always there. Um, is that, is that uh, situation that we find ourselves in, combined with these exceptional circumstances, especially unhelpful to our well-being and productivity goals, would you say? We have, we have to always go back to what are the kind of things that we're trying to achieve? So good sleep, good diet, good exercise, making sure we're getting a good balance between having fun, but also delaying short-term gratification so we can make progress. And then the kind of things that we do and think about every day, they're either going to be helpful for achieving those kind of outcomes or they're going to be unhelpful. So they're going to be helpful in terms of making it easier for us to sleep well, to eat well, to, to exercise properly, to make personal progress, to get that right balance between short-term gratification and delaying short-term gratification. Or they're going to be help, unhelpful to those outcomes. So it depends on, on, on what we do. The, the air brain will be tempted to pay attention to the problems What's the next bad news that's going to appear uh, on, on the website? And we've got to ask ourselves, ourselves a question. Is checking the news every five minutes going to be that helpful for us achieving our, our well-being and our productivity goals? You, you mentioned the eight test and the eight brain, and that's part of the method you consistently use to, to as you say, um, analyse and support people to change the behaviour. Would that be a fair description? Yeah, there's no magic here. It's all about recognising what we're trying to achieve and then thinking about what are the kind of things that we're doing and are they aligned with helping to achieve the kind of things that we want to achieve. So if, we're, if we really value well-being and being happy, but we're in that habit of beating ourselves up all the time or not dealing very well with emotional problems, 
then that habit is not going to help us to achieve our well-being and happiness goals. So it's about stepping back and reflecting, connecting what you currently do, what you're in the habit of doing, and that's what the tool like the, the free ape uh, test will help you to understand what you're in the habit of doing and how is that helping you or hindering you from achieving the kind of goals you want to achieve both daily, weekly, you know, monthly, etc. So what sort of things in practical terms can we do then, John, day to day in our lives to, to, to help us in this situation? And of course, I know you encourage people to use these techniques um, for well-being, for, for being their best in, shall we say, normal circumstances as well, but, but they might be especially helpful right now. So, so what, what are the options available to people? Well, lots of things people can do. We aim to run a series of, of podcasts. It's probably worth saying that at this point. So we're going to explore lots of different techniques over, the, over this series of, of podcasts that are hopefully going to help people to be at their best and be happy and well during this difficult period. For me, I think the first thing to pay attention to is just shining a light on managing stress better. Um, some people say, well, I, I don't get stressed, but when I, when I talk about stress, I, I'm talking about the, the stress response in our brain. And sometimes we call the stress response the fight or flight response. And there's going to be an increase of fight or flight responses, fight or flight responses in people's brains because of the current situation. Now, to understand the why, why, that, why there's going to be more of those responses, we need to understand why does stress happen. Stress happens because there's a disconnection between what you expected to happen and what is actually happening. That could be something as small as, I held the door open for someone this morning and I um, expected them to say thank you to me when they walked through the door, but they ignored me and didn't say anything. And that would be a disconnection between what you expected to happen and what actually happened. Somebody was just telling me that I had a meeting with before this podcast that they were sitting in a, in the, in the cafe and it was empty and then three people walked in and they came and sat very close to this person. He was saying, he was thinking, you know, why are they sitting so close to me? You know, we're supposed to be keeping some distance, etc. Now, of course, we've got an ongoing fluid situation that's unfolding. In the UK, uh, when, the, when the budget figures were released, I think the government talked about releasing maybe 20 billion to help to deal with this crisis. And then yesterday, they announced that they're, they're moving that up, not to 30 billion or 40 billion or even 100 billion. They're moving up to 330 to 350 billion of resources. That shows you how quickly things are moving. And it means there's lots of disconnections around. So is, are, are the schools going to close? Is this meeting going to happen or not? What's going to happen with that um, products we're supposed to be shipping that the business is depending on at the end of next month? Are my children going to be well? Are my elderly relatives going to be okay? There's all the I suppose you might also say as well, is the supermarket, which I expect to be able to provide what I normally want, is that going to be well stocked? Exactly. All these are all around us. So... When something just feel it bothers you, just first of all, recognize why. And it, the why will be because what you're expecting to happen 
isn't happening or it might not look like it's going to happen because the brain projects into the future as well. So the way that we, the way that we um, explain the brain is that imagine you've got a lighthouse in your brain and it's scanning and it's looking for things all the time. Now, there's, there's two characters in the lighthouse. One is called Hugh, stands for horribly unhelpful emotions. And Hugh is using the light of the lighthouse to scan around you. Not just the present, but the past, failures, mistakes, regrets, the present, what's going on, where are the, where are the potential threats, and the future, what might go wrong in the future. So right now, Hugh, your Hugh is using that lighthouse light to look at the present, what, what's, what's going on, what might, what's the next threat around the corner. When I say a threat, disconnection, something that might go wrong, what's going to go, what might go wrong in the future. So it's, it's in hyperdrive. Um, the other character that runs the, that works in the lighthouse is called Wilhelmina Power or, or Willpower. And what we need to be doing is using our Wilhelmina Power or Willpower to, just to help out Hugh, just to help Hugh manage this uncertain time. And what I'm working towards here is the, the simplest thing I would say that everybody can do to help them to manage this, this current period is to write down first and foremost what is bothering them. Just write, write it down. Well, it's, it's grandma. She's not very well. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. It's the kids' school. It's the holiday, expensive holiday that we've booked. We're not going to get the money back. Write down all those things that are bothering you. That's the first thing that we can do. Because when we start to write them down, we take them out of control of, of the eight brain and Hugh. Literally, literally get a, a pad and a, and a pen and write them down. That's what you're saying. Yes, or, or type them out if you, if you need to. Because by doing that, we are taking more control over our thinking. And just doing that will help you to start managing these things more effectively. And then we can start to you know, reshape some of, some, of, some of the thoughts. We can start to challenge some of them. So some of the thoughts might not be true. It might just be our right brain projecting the worst-case scenario. Um, some of the thoughts might be, some of the things might be real, but can we reframe them to think about them in a more helpful way? What are the benefits of the current situation? Is it helpful to focus on some of the for- things we're fortunate to be able to do? How can we adapt? How can we reset our goals? What can we do? And by writing these things out, we're just taking more control. And by taking more control, it means that we're going to be spending more of our time doing things that are helpful for us. Now, John, what you've just said then, I understand, uh, connects with something that's um, a component of many of your Tougher Minds programs. You call it meaning-focused coping, and, and you cite examples, I understand, when you're, you're working with people to, to develop an understanding of this, that uh, elite sports people have used it to overcome major injuries, which, which for them, of course, are great adversities and great setbacks in current circumstances, not so much perhaps with perspective, but nevertheless, uh, in, in any given circumstances, an elite sports person to sustain a major injury is massively significant. So please tell us a bit more about that and how people can benefit from that understanding. Yeah, well, this is, this is a huge part of my own PhD work. But actually, the, the, the science comes out of um, people with terminal illnesses and their carers. And we, we imagined, so psychologists used to imagine that if you had a terminal illness, it would be very hard to find, uh, in simple terms, positive emotions in your day-to-day life because everything must be you know, pretty bleak for those people. 
And when scientists, a lady in particular called Susan Folkman, started to study those populations, she found that actually these people were world champions at finding positive emotions in these challenging experiences. And she described what they were doing as meaning-focused coping. They were changing the meaning of their realities. They were reframing things. And the one very simple way that we help people to understand the meaning-focused coping is via the FAB acronym. So FAB is pointing towards some of the big ideas within meaning-focused coping or the techniques. So F stands for fortunate. What have I been fortunate to be able to do today? So even though, guys, we may be self-isolating, we may be stuck at home, we may not to have, get to be doing all the things that we want to do, it's really helpful to pay attention to the things that we're still fortunate to be able to do. Uh, the weather could be a lot worse than it is at the moment. At least we've probably got nice homes to be in where they're warm and there's heating. And even though the food might not be exactly what we want it to be, at least it's there. Um, what are the benefits of the difficult situation? So it might be that I get to spend some more time with the kids. It might be that actually I get to refine my ability to do distance work because that's ultimately going to be a huge part of the, of the future of work. Um, that's the B. And the A is adapt. How can we adapt um, our goals? So if I had a really important meeting at the end of this week, which I actually did, and now it's been cancelled, um, me dwelling on that fact and, and getting angry about it isn't all that helpful. I need to reset and refocus my attention. Uh, so adapt the goal and actually reschedule that meeting for, for next month, which is good. So what are you fortunate to be able to do? How can you adapt the current difficult situation? Um, and how can you, or what are the benefits of the, of, of the difficult situation? reminding yourself of the benefits and finding the benefits. So that's an insight into what meaning focus coping is and, and actually how you can start to use that. And we can, the best way to practice reframing in that way is to write, write down the things, not just to think about them. Because when you think about them, um, our capacity is very limited. We've only got a short-term memory of about 30 seconds and we can only hold five to seven bits of information at a time. So, thinking is in a very powerful way to reframe it's better to write it down and that's or we're almost training ourselves to get better at managing stress by writing things down well john thank you for that overview and those pieces of advice which we hope will be very important for everyone at this current time and we do uh, wish everybody well as uh, we all go through a, a very challenging period of, of turmoil and disruption in our lives. John, is there anything you'd like to add just to conclude? If, we, if you want to be healthy, happy and at your best in this challenging period of time, recognise the outcomes that you need to achieve. Starting with make sure your brain is working properly. Because if it's not managing stress, it's going to be really difficult. So that means we need to pay extra attention to our sleep, our diet, and our exercise. Make sure you're striking that good balance between having fun, giving into some short-term gratification, but also delay it and make progress on those big goals. This is a, a good opportunity to do that. Make progress on the big goals. Delay the short-term gratification. Plan to do that. And if we're going to manage our eight brain during this challenging period. Planning is absolutely essential and writing down. So we've got loads of free resources that you can 
access on coaching.tougherminds.co.uk. They will help you to reflect, self-watch and also plan so you get more control. And There's lots more we could say about this, but we don't want to overwhelm you in, in this podcast. So keep listening and keep looking out for the next podcasts. And we're going to we're going to keep giving advice that is hopefully really helpful to making it as easy as possible for everyone to get through this difficult period, um, so that when we do get back to normal, that we're ready to go again, and we're going to really be you know going out of the blocks and, and and thriving and flourishing. For free resources and tools, including the daily planning tool, go to coaching.tougherminds.co.uk. That's coaching.tougherminds.co.uk. Thanks for listening.